I'm Tim. And this is Till Till Death Death Do Us Recap. It is Friday morning. We are behind schedule. Um, We appreciate your patience. We have had a nutty week and I've had a severe menstrual cycle. TMI, TMI, but not. Tim got his second vaccine shot this week, which we're so excited about. Um, But yeah, he felt some of the effects of that on our normal pod recording day, didn't he? I did, but we're back. We're back. We are surrounded by coats and sweaters in our closet. I thought you meant our high-tech studio. Oh, right. No, we are surrounded by technology right now, and it's state-of-the-art. And yeah, we're just happy to get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Episode 12, season 12. Yes. Episode was titled Must Love Dogs. (laughs) Oh, I was so excited to see that. So, this is definitely, I feel like, okay, we're coming off month anniversaries and we're back into the focus on daily life. Stuff is getting deeper now uh, because we're in month two and everyone's kind of feeling the pressure of the fact that decision day is in three weeks. Three weeks. Um, So let's start with Clara and Ryan. Oh, boy. We've never started with them, and I just think it sounds really fun. Okay, let's jump in. Okay, so we start with Clara and Ryan. Um, They're here to do a tantric yoga sesh. Tantra yoga. Private tantra yoga, which I guess it's like the the alternative is probably more awkward. I don't know what the alternative is. But I will say that this seems like this seemed like probably one of the most uncomfortable things that Ryan could put himself through. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they do stuff like this on The Bachelor every year, too. And it's always like you get why. But you're also like, how could this possibly facilitate true intimacy when there's a stranger sitting in the room with them? And if the if the Tantra gets Tantra. <laughs> then you don't want a stranger three feet away from you in your living room. That's not the point, though, babe. It's okay. not supposed to be like literally foreplay that, I'm just like, saying. if successful, ends in penetrage. Okay. I oh, think penetrage <laughs> is back. <laughs> Everything comes back to that, let's be honest. Um, but, okay, so I've just made fun of it, but I also see the benefit of something like this. I've always said I thought it would be fun to do something like this with you. Clearly, you don't seem as excited about no, it. No, I'm down. But I, I just, just, you yeah. know, there is something to be said for like the very long staring into each other's eyes, <laughs> the random poses that, yes, are sensual, but also just intimate. Like, I feel like we, I everybody like easily forgets to take moments for things like that. I see it as an intimacy builder. I'm not anti. Well, okay. It's, just, it's awkward. Yeah, it is awk. Um, But I think that one of the most important things to say about this first is that obviously we know Clara has made clear that she is insanely sexually frustrated. She has made that clear from basically day one. Yeah. Day two. Um, And that's been like the biggest stressor in this relationship is that he just says these broad things of like, All we need is time, just time. Time and trust. Time and trust, but never any like definitive breakdown of what that looks like to him. Of course, largely in part because he's never been in love before. And we have theories on whether or not he has had sex before. 
penetrative sex. Um, <laughs> again, needed to be said because there's other shit going down. But um, I appreciated all of that to say. I appreciated that Clara, because it has been getting a little much that she's bringing it up constantly. And like everybody knows that like, yes, we need to talk about sex, but there's this very blurry line that gets easy to cross where suddenly you're like, beating a dead horse and like taking all, you know what I'm saying? Like you can talk about it too much to the point where like there's nothing left like for spontaneity or anything organic because it's just like now everyone's overthinking everything. Absolutely. All things considered, I think this was a good attempt. attempt. It was a good attempt. Jeez. I don't well, think it, she was like... really, my point is she was really fucking trying. I yeah. felt like she was finally like, okay, enough talking about it. Let me just do something. Definitely. And let me plan something and let's see how this goes. <sighs> and obviously, I mean, let's be real. He didn't seem very excited about it to begin with. <laughs> like he was making jokes. There were so many little Ryan nuggets throughout this. Um, <laughs> when the yoga instructor was asking about. Like, what are you looking to get out of this? Yeah, yeah. And Clara went first. And then, of course, Ryan like she get, she asks Ryan like what are you hoping to get out and he goes for sure retweet what she said Ugh, and I'm I like wrote that of down course too. retweet jeez like, it, and then God. and then later in his little interview one on one he says you know I'm I'm into yoga but I kind of think this is not really about like the stretching aspect <laughs> and I'm like yeah, no shit, Ryan. It's yeah. not about stretching. <laughs> this is not about vinyasas and mountain poses yeah, we're right not now. Here Goodness to, like, gracious. Cool down from our workout. Oh we're my here to gosh. build something, some freaking connection. Um, so that was like a total fail. Like he basically after he turned everything into a joke, even when she tried to debrief about it later, and she like clearly wanted him to just have like any reflection at all. He just like giggled and was like, well, you know, I don't really know about that. Like she was like, would you? I don't know. But they both. I mean, she also acknowledged that she didn't really think this had furthered their connection. But they, she you could tell that the tone that she said that with is coming from a place of like, I was open. This uh, could have yeah. been hot. And he ruined it because he was clearly never open. So he made everything, everything was stiff. Everything was giggly. Even when the lady was like, do you guys want to look into each other's eyes? They like laughed and are like, no. And I just feel like. Oh, yeah. He was like, do you want to have a staring contest? As Ew. she's like oh. straddling his lap. And yeah. you're like, come on, bro. Like, why are you isn't... making jokes? Like, that's not what this is about. So <sighs> that was just, he kind of screwed the pooch with that one. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Yeah. And. So I felt like he was saying it from a place of like, I'm uncomfortable and this is silly and what a joke and this isn't real yoga. And she's more like, yeah, it sucked because he didn't even try. So like, of course it wasn't sexy. Yeah. So that's that, which was like, I just felt like he really had an opportunity there that he opportunity kind of shot on. Opportunity, opportunity missed. missed. Um, and then. <laughs> we get into the dog. Freaking Miska. Miska. Now, Ryan appears to have, it's it's like a multiple prong thing here. He has embodied Miska with the spirit of Clara. Yes. And it's less scary for him to pour into 
Miska than it is the real life Clara. Oh my so gosh. So this is an issue because well, yeah, so she's going away. I'm assuming it like her work is starting again, don't you think? Because she's a flight attendant. Yeah. She's like no, I'm gonna yeah. be so gone she's for gonna three, be, four days. Yeah, she's gonna be gone for a while. So Ryan, like, here's the thing. On the surface, it's cute. It is cute. Like, yeah. Ryan takes a completely different approach to <laughs> bonding with dogs as some other couples. Yeah. That we'll talk about later. But, you know, it's cute. He takes her like to the dog store to like training or whatever. But he wants to bond. He wants to like deepen. His relationship with Miska. He's so concerned about deepening his relationship with Miska, building trust. Like, he is talking about her like she's a freaking person. And it's, it is, I was like, this is confusing because it's cute on the surface, but it's also baffling. So he gets nothing out of the Tantra. He can't give Clara any real debrief other than like a br- some giggles. And then. He ha- but then he wants to pour all of his energy into building something authentic with Miska when Claire is gone. And it was just like so bizarre. And like we love a boyfriend, oh, or husband, uh, taking like some serious care into the dog. But like this was like, okay, you might want to slice what you're giving Miska in half and maybe give half of that to Clara. Well, it's so apparent too. Like as this is building, I'm thinking, oh yeah, he cares way more about his relationship with Miska than he does Clara. And then Clara (laughs) gives us the quote of the episode, I would say. Okay. And he wants to navigate Miska, but he doesn't want to navigate me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was dead. Oh my gosh. So then I was thinking the exact same thing yeah, right no, before she said that. Yeah, the whole time. Like every time he would talk about Miska, it felt like he was talking about a woman, but we knew for a fact it wasn't Clara. So <laughs> Okay, so this all goes down. We watch him go to doggy school, but it's weird because it's like he's not even going. There's no premise of like Miska needs to like be trained better. It's no. literally all about building bonds, yeah, which like, is how can just I build baffling a to me. Like, Miska. go to the park, you uh, freak. Okay, uh, whatever. So that happens. And then um, she gets back, I think. Yeah, because this is after. And then they're debriefing, like, the boys' night, which we'll get into more later because I feel like most of the focus of that boys' night is Eric and Virginia. Yeah. But he's all proud like telling Clara about how it went because they talked about like he basically said he's feeling just so proud and like he's feeling really high on himself because of his philosophy towards Clara's dog because and he basically says that he does view Miska as an extension of Clara and so therefore like he needs to prioritize it rather than like shit all over Miska which is cute again in comparison to the way that Eric is treating Virginia's dog but it's just bizarre and it 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 becomes a segue into him kind of rambling on about trust okay this trust is sexy thing I guess he has multiple T's yeah well within the just within that little guy's conversation Eric seems I'm sorry Ryan thinks seems to think that this relationship that he's in like a Candyland fairy tale. Oh yeah. He says he said that oh, his the relationship there his relationship with Clara 
is better than 99%. 99.5. Okay, I missed the point five. 99.5%. All time married at first sight sight couples. And that's when you go. Okay, so I feel like, you know how our big emotion last week was confusion. I feel like everything made sense to me once we finally got to this last conversation, because I have been so confused. Like, is Ryan not into her or is she like she's getting so frustrated that is she actually not that into him? What is she saying? What is she not saying? Okay, so Ryan is in the interviews just gushing yeah. about him and Clara's relationship, about how they're better than 99.5% of all married at first sight couples in all 12 seasons. And then you start going, oh my God. Okay, so you're all in and you think that this is going absolutely amazingly. And then Clara, so when he's like rambling about his philosophy again, about trust, and he's like, you know, there's no timeline. There's no timeline. And Clara goes, oh no, I didn't think you'd have a timeline. And she's like so pissed and like tuning out. She starts picking up her phone. The guy has not a clue in the world. Not a clue in the world. This is the last conversation you're talking about. Yes. yes. And she, he's just going on and on about his trust is sexy philosophy. And Building trust by considering others. That's how we build trust. That's how we build That's trust. We... And she's just like falling asleep slash looks like she wants to kill something. Picks up her phone halfway through because she's like, maybe I'll actually like this is my way of letting him know brazenly I'm uninterested in what he's saying. Nope. Still doesn't work. He doesn't get it. Then... Oh, the juiciest thing. We get the overhead footage of her apartment later later, later that, that night, night. And it's just her and the girls. And she is, it's everything we have known is going on inside of Clara, but that she's only said like 5% of, because you just see it bursting out of her face. You know, she's, she's actually constantly in MLA, let's be honest. <laughs> she's constantly clenching her face. And we've all felt like, you know, she's always felt like she's on the verge of explosion. And so hearing her talk to these girls was like, it was honestly kind of vindicating because you're like, I knew it. You yeah. know, I this was something where I was I was like shocked to hear the revelations that she makes. But I'm also like, but it's what we've been thinking. Yes. But I'm also like, you need to like come with this yes. energy to Ryan. Like I'm, I'm totally, no, and, I and, and hopefully she does in the weeks to come. And like, I was shocked at how much she clearly hasn't told him. Yeah, and and I think it's lost because Ryan is a good, good guy. Yeah, I'm convinced of that. Oh, he totally like, is. Everything, True the blue. the advice that he was giving to Eric in mm-hmm. their little boys session, mm-hmm. like all the guys were giving good advice, and. And, you know, he ca- he cares about her. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah, he does. But, like, he kind of needs a little slap in the face a little bit. Yeah. And, like, she needs to bring some of that rage and frustration yeah. to him directly. Which, I was fine with how she did it this week because we just needed it she out needed there. She needed to vent. Yeah. But. This y- has to be remedied. Like, next week she. Yeah. I was shocked. Like, I think that we've we've thought because of what she said in the interviews oh, we're pretty sure they're talking about this behind closed doors in a more intense way. And that he knows, like, how frustrated she is. And yet sometimes, I mean, even, like, remember when Dr. Viviana came to the house a couple weeks ago and she was, like, presenting one thing and then Dr. Viviana asked him to leave and then she basically says way more. 
And not like that isn't normal sometimes, but it's just like, I was really blown away by how little he clearly knows and how little she's explicitly said to him. And then, of course, we get the huge new factoid reveal, which is that we're just going to say it, quote, I'm getting him off every single night. And then Haley jumps in and goes, and you're getting nothing, right? And she's like, yeah, and I'm getting nothing. Bombshell. Bombshell. Bombshells dropping over Atlanta. Over Atlanta. Now, okay. <laughs> now, I have a few. I have my thing with Ryan and the sex. Yeah. Okay. I have it. I have one. I think one, maybe two of these four things are happening. Okay. Okay. So I want to get your perspective on it. Okay. okay? One, he's actually a virgin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two. A, again, we're clarifying a penis virgin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. penetration virgin. Yes. Yeah. A okay. penetration virgin. Yeah. He has not had intercourse. Yeah. Okay. Two. He has had sex Mm -hmm. in his past relationships a very limited amount of time. Yeah. And he's kind of built it up and scared by it. Maybe has like... Maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe he felt guilty after, so they never did it again. Yeah. Like maybe there's some like trauma or stuff going on with that. Yeah. Okay. Three, he doesn't... Because of his religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and he's kind of private about things like that, he doesn't want it talked about Mm. on tv Mm -hmm. to kind of like protect himself or protect his family or protect right or four he's not into her and he is hoping that that's going to change like over time i don't think that's it okay so what those were great options i think we're a two and a three okay i think we're both of those i think we are too i think he's had like very limited intercourse and I think there's probably a lot of stuff around that probably related to his um, faith and like all that stuff. Um, And so thus, he's probably never had like good sex because he's never done it consistently. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And then, but okay, but can we talk about the fact that, I mean, this does just make me look at Ryan a little more cockeyed because I felt like we had him figured out mostly after all this, right? We were like, wow, he's actually crazy about her. He's all in on this. And he just doesn't get that she's not getting all of her needs met yet because she's not being fully honest. But then we find out that every night she's getting him off. And from the way that that sentence went after, it sounds like she's not getting anything. No. No, so, she's definitely not. And that is not cool with well, me. No. What me, is that? I what don't world know. is that? I don't know. I, I I do not know. I'm confused by it also. How does I was, he justify that? I don't know how he justifies it. Maybe he doesn't it. know how if to you do want, if, Maybe. If you want to talk about, like, building trust, like, Ryan obviously trusts her to touch his pee-pee. <laughs> yeah, he does. So then, but then why? Why can't you give her an org? I don't know. I was just totally distraught at that. I was. That throws a huge, like, that is just now we know nothing. It's like I thought we we learned way more. And now, like, my my perspective of it all. We know nothing, Jon Snow. I mean, (laughs) that's a one. That's an area where, like, regardless of how what a good person Ryan looks like, that's an asshole thing. No, it's it's not a good look for my guy, Ryan. It's not a good look. Um. So, I mean, we had some bombshells dropped. I feel like we've gotten like a fuller picture of what's actually going on. 
But like, holy smokes, they need an expert stat. And like, surprise, surprise, we had no experts in sight this week except Dr. Pepper teasing us with and, a little... And a Pastor Cal face reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But next, yeah, yeah. It does look like next week's a big expert week. Expert thank God. Heavy. Like, we're yeah. going to have some big reckonings. But this was intense. To Yeah, I mean, to put a bow on the Ryan and Clara thing, like, obviously, this is a big deal a big like hurdle for them but looking at their relationship as a whole mm -hmm. I felt like I got I'm getting more and more and like I do feel better about them weirdly hmm. as a whole because hmm. I think like I don't know like this is a big deal but personality wise and like the type of people they both are uh -huh. I think ultimately they are compatible if they can work through this yeah I think you're right I mean, yeah, I feel like if they could just start having sex regularly, it would probably do wonders for everything else. Yeah. But he just has so many hangups that I'm yeah. just concerned that she's like, she's clearly getting resentful and impatient. Definitely. And then that starts its own cycle of shit, you know? And it's like, we've already seen it make her kind of make rude comments that cut him down a little bit. No. Oh, so they're anyways, gonna, yeah, they're going to have to work. We've got much to, to come and we did or not. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel like we got a lot more info on them. And so we had to just we had to start today with just jumping into Clara and Ryan. Now, let's move into the couple that uh, caused us a lot of stress last week. Um, but kind of surprised us a little bit this week. Haley and Jacob. Haley and Jacob. All right, let's jump in. Okay. Um, I just have to say I'm shocked, but it seems like that explosive, terrible month anniversary fight really diffused a lot of tension between them. Did you feel that? I'm not saying that we're like staying married here, but I was yeah. just like, the episode, Whoa. their thing kind of started off strong for me. Yeah. And but I think... As the episode went on, I was kind of back to the same to the same spot we're always at. With yeah, them. yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, I agreed with Jake when he said that they needed that little tiff, and I thought it was, in hindsight, like important for Jacob to yeah, kind of put his foot, yeah, yeah, put his foot down and be like, you know what, this is what's <clears throat> this is what's bothering me. Yeah, you know, I found it interesting that. She said that they have had not had one hour of fun together in this mm. when they were, you know, they were like, oh, we haven't had a day of fun. And she was like, or an, even an hour of having fun <laughs> together. And he's like, well, maybe an hour. And she goes, really? Like she was like, and I was like, whoa, OK. I mean, I don't blame her. That's how I would feel from what I've watched. But I like that, like, after it's like the tension diffused because everybody got their shit off their chest. They're clearly not willing to walk away yet. So they are prioritizing fun. Um, again, Jacob wants to bowl. I just can't believe we haven't bowled at this point. Like, give the guy his fucking bowling date. I know. Like, for the love. Do you like bowling? It's like, bro, we covered this, like, I think. <laughs> Multiple in, times. I think an hour or two of your relationship yeah. we talked about bowling. Now we go go kart racing. 
Yeah. Haley's in fucking heaven and the girl can really smack talk. She was just rubbing it in oh. after and I found it hysterical. I was like, okay, you won, <laughs> but let's like pump the brakes a little bit. You were like smearing his face <laughs> in the fact that you... Is that why he put on his aviators? To hide. He like... When he it, was it, wearing his crooked aviators indoors. This was a, yeah. It was hard. The and she just aviators. wouldn't stop. She would not stop. And you could <laughs> tell, like, his personality is already like, okay. Like, he's not going to really, like, play along with it. Like, yeah, I let you win. And, like, yeah, be he's cute not very good at that. And so it just comes off as she's just railing him for, like, <laughs> his lack of driving performance out but on the tracks. But she was being silly. No, she was and being silly. Fun. Like, I feel like she's like, okay, let me show you what having fun is to me. I might, like, what do I have to lose at this point? Yeah. I'm going to be as much as I would want to be and let's see how you handle it. And he yeah. doesn't do the best with it, but no, he but doesn't. it wasn't bad also. Yeah, like, he doesn't pout. It was fine. Um, now, we go, we can't tell from how it was, we don't know if was the pumpkin patch double date before their cooking time. Uh, the after. cooking time, uh, well, there was two, oh, no, no, you're right. It was after because, okay, so, yeah, they're talking, they're making dinner together. Um, Sam he and has, Brussels. No, 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 no. This is an interesting what? dinner note. You're okay. right, okay? So, she makes Brussels sprouts and salmon. He has three, like, cheese-filled burger patties. No. yes. No. For dinner. He doesn't eat the salmon. You're kidding me. I, go back and look at it. Are you it. kidding me? I'm dead serious. Okay. You know how uh, you can get those patties that are like infused? He didn't even eat the meal she made? No, okay. He ate the vegetables. Okay. He ate, I think but it was he like. He didn't eat the salmon? No, she just made one filet of salmon for herself. <laughs> and I saw he's preparing these ground beef patties on the counter. And it's like the ones where it's like, you got cheddar in, so it all melts and stuff. Like, oh. the infused patties. And I'm concentrating on his dinner plate, and it's just three burger patties. Hmm. And she, like, has a nice baked glazed salmon that comes out. <laughs> and he's just smashing cheese-filled patties. I no. That. Oh, my gosh. Going on oh, yeah, about, like... go without his red meat. He going on about placemats. He's got a placemat thing. <sighs> And oh, yeah. then we get information on Jacob's past girlfriends. Yeah, this was baffling. If I one of the which the mystery of Pumpkin Queen. Okay. What who is Pumpkin Queen? I don't know. One girl, <laughs> one girl used a cardboard from a beer, like a beer, like a 12 pack of beer. Yeah. Cut up cardboard to and that was the placemat that she used cuz he's talking about the importance of placemats. And then another girl had a pet pumpkin. And I'm sorry, why the hell are we going to a pumpkin patch after? Yeah. Jacob has pumpkin trauma. And the next thing you're going to do is take him <laughs> to a pumpkin patch group date? I was baffled okay, by this. Okay, but wait. What okay, you, sorry, I'm all over the place. Don't but I, say this like it's normal. She had a pet pumpkin? Yeah. Was that your understanding of pumpkin queen? That's what they said. She had a pet pumpkin. <laughs> I was like, all, that's I, all I got I heard. was pumpkin queen, pumpkin queen. I'm like, who is this woman? Was she a farmer of pumpkins? Did she have a pumpkin patch? Like, 
What's the, but you're saying she had a pet pumpkin? That's what she said. She had a pet Okay, well, that's the stupidest pumpkin. shit I've ever heard. And we're not avoiding pumpkin patches because of this weird woman. With I'm just pump. saying. Okay. I'm not that concerned for him with that. Get us back on I was track. just confused as freaking hell. Ugh. Okay, and I'm dead that I didn't notice that he just didn't eat her salmon. Um, but then once, okay, it was so weird. It's like. I really do feel like Haley is to the point, like, she's exhausted, but she's still here showing up to try. So she's just like, oh, yeah, get into it. Let me hear about some of your ex-relationships. Like, I want to talk about it. Um, it never gets less. It never gets flowing, right? Like, it still gets awkward. She mentions she's she says this when they go on the double date with Brianna and Vincent. And I thought that this was the best most accurate way to describe what I've been feeling for the last however many weeks she always feels like she's interviewing him because of how one-sided it is definitely and that is I'm like oh my god that is what it is it's so like we keep being like awkward 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 and it's like it's more than that it's that it's one fucking sided it's she she's giving it all she's asking everything and then she's even sometimes offering up life anecdotes because he doesn't ask her shit nothing ever turns into a natural bigger conversation about something else like it's so strange and then she like asks about what the last concert or he asked that she says pearl jam all he knows to say is that he hates pearl jam everything gets very quiet and awkward i wanted to die um, I'm confused. I'm like, that's is this how that like, day ended. Yeah, is this dinner. like an editing thing or <laughs> yeah. what? Because there are times where we see him like on the unfiltered pre-show. Yeah. And in the boys group dynamic. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, I'm seeing personality come out here. Mm -hmm. Like Right. It's it, like, are you just completely stunted around women? You know, because like you haven't spent a lot of time with them and you don't really know how to like just let your hair down and be normal with them. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah. It's you know what? Confusing let's, to me. Let's take know. a little like um, let's take a little tangent right now because we did watch Unfiltered, which again, Lifetime. Why do you do an after show a week later before the next episode? That is imbecilic. It makes no sense. You should be doing this after show right after the episode. So it's always just very confusing and disoriented, disorienting to watch this because it's like, it just feels so late. But whatever, we watched it. And I just think it's important to say that, so it was Jacob, Paige, and Brianna on Unfiltered this week. But this is the second week, this is only the second week we've watched it, but it's the second week in a row that Jacob has been on the show, which I find very interesting. I'm continuing my theory that Jacob is on a, uh, reputation recovery tour. Like he wants to make sure that his like modern self in hindsight can keep commenting on what he knows everyone is watching and being disturbed or perturbed by. So, I mean, he was the main one that was talking and it was, it was sad when the, the host asked him like, what was it like to watch Haley talk to the girls about him? Uh, and that was just made me sad. Like, he's like, I mean, obviously, I didn't. Like, he just seems bummed. He, But he's got his better facial hair now. You know, like, he looks so much better with that, don't you think? With the beard? Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like every time he comes, he's just trying to show, like, I can be personable. I can be normal. He brought up the sense of humor stuff again. Like, 
that was a constant issue for us because she never knew when and if I was joking. Um, and then the host just really keeps needling him about like, yeah. is the advice from the experts helpful at all? Like, did you guys implement it? And is it helpful? And you can tell he keeps trying to be like, well, maybe it would be if it would. I get the idea of their advice. He's not. I don't think he's very good at hiding the fact that they're probably not There's, together. They seem so clearly broken <laughs> they up. Seem it's so like clearly, unbelievable. By what he's giving us in these unfiltered episodes. It, and I think that, that what the hard part is that they're both. I think they're both good people. And they don't have like a psycho side that mm -hmm. comes out mm -hmm. on the show. So it's kind of, they're just kind of operating on this like frequency where it's just like, we're just keeping going and going and going. And no yeah. one is like, I don't know, no one's going to be like really disrespectful of one another. And so that gives you this area where you're like, I mean, there's drama, but there's not like drama that we've seen in the other couples. Yeah. So it gives you this thing. It's like, oh, they could work out maybe. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, no, no. I'm not getting anything no. here. You know, like. They're just staying to stay. That's how it feels. They're staying the to time. stay. Yeah. And there's no big spikes and there's not real. Yeah. There's not high highs and there's not like super low lows. But yeah. you're also like, I'm not seeing really a road where this. Oh, this is important though. Okay. so. <laughs> she's asking the host of unfiltered is asking Jacob like what it's like watching um why she asks oh. why like do you think that maybe bringing up that she's not attracted to you every single conversation you have is maybe not helping which I loved that she asked him about that yeah that's a good question um which then Jacob proceeds to again revisionist history He's saying he doesn't really care that she's not attracted to him. I mean, it's honestly kind of sad. He gets very self-deprecating. Basically, he like implies like, I know I'm not the hottest guy. I know. I know that. I'm not offended. So it's actually kind of sad to watch because you can tell he's had to like build up whatever this shell is to be okay with whatever the shit talking that's happening on Twitter or whatever. But you're like, you obviously cared because you brought it up every time you talked and it was the only, like, you could never get away from this conversation. So yeah. obviously you cared and you telling us now that you don't is just a silly waste of our time. Um, but Jacob did hint that part of his struggle was that she disappears whenever they're not shooting. Yep. And that's always a huge red flag. So like, he basically implied, like, because I think she asked about how Haley, when she was all distressed after their month anniversary and crying, basically, like, I have nothing left to give. I'm giving everything. I keep trying. Nothing's happening. And she's kind of asking about that. And Jacob's like, well, it's hard when, like, she's saying that. But then the cameras leave and she's basically nowhere to be found. That's a big. <sighs> then you're like, oh. Gosh. And see, this is the where this is like that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That makes it's like you can't it speculate everyone, too hard because yeah. you can't know for sure. But it makes Haley look like this perfect person who's just putting herself out there all right. the time. And he just can't, you know, like I I, I feel bad. I feel bad for both of them in a way because I both think that they're good people. And I think like, 
I think they both kind of got the short end of the stick and it's not even necessarily their other partner's fault. Mm. That's my takeaway from it. Debatable. Okay. I think they both have fault, but I also like, I do sympathize with Haley. She, you can tell she's basically known since like day three or four that she doesn't have great chemistry with this person, but she's like trying but also, if deep down she's like, I'm not attracted to him at all. He bothers me. I try and I try to talk to him and nothing happens. You sort of understand where after three, four weeks of being forced to be with this person every day, that like when the cameras would leave, that you would be lying upstairs to hang out with Paige and just be like, oh my God, can I hang out with you for the day? Like, I can't just be stuck with Jacob all day. Like, I don't know. I could see myself maybe doing that if I was stuck with someone that was like driving me nuts. But yeah, it also sounds a little nefarious and deceptive. So it's very hard to figure that out. Um, bottom line, they're just not the match and we know it. And it's like a little bit weird and painful to watch them meagerly attempt, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, the pumpkin patch date clearly needed to happen. It's so funny because Brianna and Vincent are the solid pillars of this cast. They're the only ones that are like, they're taking the role of experts this yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> they end up being, like, the go-to for everyone. Yeah. And, like, you can tell that Brianna is really close to all the women and all the women confide in her. And so you can tell that this double date really happened so that Haley could get a little bit of help. And so the girls are talking, and then Vincent and Jacob are talking, which, like, again, this actually made me feel like, okay, no, this is consistent because it was it got awkward between ba- Jacob and Vincent. Like Vincent asks a few questions, basically says like moving forward, what do you want? And Jacob's big answer is, um, not fighting. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then like Vincent keeps trying, Jacob's not giving anything back. He's not asking questions about him. What have you been doing? How's your, it it just gets awkward. Well, (laughs) yeah. And even when, um, Brianna talks to Jake, it's like, oh, you're interviewing. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a good segue to yeah. Brianna and Vincent. Yes. Who just continue to grow in their love, in their cuteness. So cute. um, He's in love with Cookie, her he, little dog. Oh. And I just love, I specifically love when people that aren't, who think they're not dog people, transform into dog people because of a dog in their life. The shots oh, of... Just them. Just them. <laughs> when it's not, like, it's the... The apartment this, overhead cams. The overhead yeah. cam, you know, so he, it's like recording, but it's not someone, you yeah. know, and he's just playing with her oh and dancing gosh, with it's her. So it's cute. like, it's so adorable to see this lovable big man yeah. playing with this trinket. Yeah, I love <laughs> a man with a trinket dog. Um, So that's adorable. And then you get, okay, I just thought this was funny. Their bike ride, they finally go on their bike ride. I'm getting a little bit like... Like, Brianna's not into this. She's doing this fully for him. She kept making comments like, like, uh, oh, gosh, here we go. Oh, okay, I'm doing... Like, she kept making these comments, and I'm like, I'm so confused. You literally screamed when he got you the bike. Oh, I kind of missed that. I felt like she squealed and expressed all this excitement, and then we get to the, like, bike day date, and it's kind of... Like, she keeps making all these comments like... Not really my thing, but it's really important to Vincent. Or like, not really my thing, but Vincent's really into fitness and really wants us to do this together, so I'm going to do it for us. 
And just interesting. I mean, I appreciate that if that's where she's coming from. But I just felt a little thrown because I thought she was actually like genuinely into it. Yeah. Maybe she was just more into like the act of him getting her a bike. Uh, One of the strongest things about this um, couple's relationship Mm -hmm. is that I've noticed that they make compromises for each other in a loving way. You yeah. know, it doesn't feel sacrificial. It, no, it and it doesn't feel like, yeah, like, like you're in bending, a bad way, bending over like backwards. Over, you know, like yeah. even even small little things. You yeah. know, so she want you know she goes on the bike ride. You know, Vinny plays this little quote race that they have. How you play it perfectly? Yes, this is how the you opposite do. Of the Chris and Paige this situation. is how you do a like fun competition with your significant other. Yeah. You, you know, make the silly little bet, you, and then you have your thing and you're kind of, you turn it into a cute thing. Yeah. He's riding behind her the whole way. Yeah. He's he lets her win, like... you know, and then she, uh, you know, he does, I can't remember what her bet thing was, but, um, oh yeah, you know, like. And she acknowledges that he let her win and she still does her push-ups. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, it's cute and they're making compromises for each other. And it you can just see their love growing. <laughs> it's so true. It's so cute. They make us so happy. They just seem like they're really getting a lot of joy around prioritizing each other. Yeah. And that's cute because it like serving, if they're both putting all their energy into putting each other first, it just begets itself and perpetuates itself more. And like yeah. they're and like it makes them excited, you know, and then it makes you want to do more for your partner because you can't believe they did that for you. And yeah. it just like it keeps the the bad conversation along. about all of the dates that Vincent wants oh, is, yeah. is pretty funny. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, my favorite is the overproduced bed shot that oh, we get God, of everyone. I know. It, like we're idiots. Like we know that like, they we haven't think the been camera up. people like went in with that while they were still sleeping with keys and like set up around slumbering people. Uh, I just, I'm like, can we drop the act? Yeah. Like, why do we have to pretend that like Eric's got a hoodie on, (laughs) you know, people have full faces of makeup sometimes. Please do Uh, not. Everyone got their bed, their morning bed shot. Everyone got their morning bed shot. It's true. Oh my goodness. If that was like, no, you don't want to see anyone. You don't want to see the real deal of that first wake up. <laughs> no. But also, like, none of us are mistaken and think that, like, Brianna really woke up with a face of makeup and a beautiful lingerie black dress. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what she slept a in. A teddy, if you will. <laughs> Do not teddy. Um, but I also love that. I just, I love their dynamic. And I love, I can tell that like Brianna is not feeling as tiptoey around him anymore. Yeah. She can make little jokes. Like when he's being silly, she can be like, I can't with you. And I love that because I really, I'm an I can't with you person. But it's like from love, you know? Definitely. So, I mean, let's press forward because we're not going to pretend that there's any issues here that there aren't. Like we just are really standing Brianna and Vincent um okay which segues us into another couple that we really also don't have much left to say on and I think we're closing the door it looks seems like they're done it's amazing it's a relief it seems like they are contractually obligated to appear on the rest of the episodes yeah 
Um, but in terms of a relationship, we're not pretending anymore. Yeah, they Thank are God. gone, gone. Chris and Paige, if you weren't clear on that. Um, so we open with Paige has her brother and her sister-in-law come over for dinner for her to basically tell them what's been going on. Um, and finally, like, Paige hath seen the light. Yeah. Finally. She hath seen the light and stayed there. And stayed finally. in the beaming again, we hear, <laughs> light of the Lord. We hear the idea of marriage, like, spiel again. You know, like, I've realized that I was so fixated on the idea of marriage that I was basically willing to, like, compromise everything that matters to me for it, which is absurd. Um, so I really appreciated that. Well, but in the brother and sister-in-law conversation, like they gave great advice. And there was a part of me that was thinking like, how have you not talked to these people before? Yeah. You know, like, uh, know, it's frustrating. Right? It's like, you could have avoided a few weeks of this. Like, where are the parents? And Chris talking to his mom. Yeah. You know, it's like, where Where's are the been? where are the family? Where are the parents? Well, I don't know. I mean, true. However, you know, Chris, I'm sure has been avoiding talking to his yeah, mom. Yeah, I mean, about that it. was but I'm just saying, like, she got sound advice from her brother and sister-in-law. I mean, they didn't say much. They were just yeah. They were comforting. Comforting. Okay. But I mean, I wasn't blown away. I was a little confused when Paige was like, I'm just constantly seeking peace. And I'm like, are you? There's, are we? There's nothing. Is that what the last 32 days have been? Seeking peace? I don't know. But I'm just relieved because I was holding my breath even through that whole thing with the brother and sister-in-law, right? Because after everything we've been through at this point, like, I'm like, is she waiting for him? Is he going to just show up? Like, I felt the exact same uh, way. The you know, they time. kept talking about how they were done and divorced and because of the roller coaster that we've been on with this couple all season, yeah, you're right. And finally, at the end, by the end of the episode, I felt like I could kind of like release my yeah. breath because yeah. it feels like it's done, done. Yeah, but I still, I'm still, I'm traumatized by this. So I'm not. Nothing could surprise me still between now and decision day. No, you're and right. There's also you're right. remember nothing. that little gossip thing that we've heard that we can't say because it would be kind of spoilery if it's true. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we've just, we just don't know with these two. Um, but it needs to be said. So of course, every, the, the funny focus of this episode was that this is the first time in, in Mathis history that every single wife has had her own dog. Um, and obviously Jacob has multiple dogs, which we also need to get into that later. Um, but every single wife has a dog that she brought to the apartments. And so like, as we go into each couple's segment, there's like a little dog intro and like, what is their dog relationship? Um, what did Chris say when he was asked? I don't give a fuck about Bentley. Paige's dog. Yeah. So as if we needed any more proof that Chris sucks ass. I mean, if you're going to talk shit on this adorable little trinket Toto who never did anything to you. The nail in the coffin. If nail you will. in the coffin. And the most golden of most golden reaction shot we've, I think we've ever gotten from Pastor Cal. Oh yeah. Was to that. Just pure horror. Um, That'll be up on the story this week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing else to say here other than that. Chris's mom 
seems like a very stable, reasonable human who, again, we're asking, where have you been? But also maybe that's very conveniently Chris to have kept someone like this out of the process because he knows that like sane, stable people will have shit to say about his terrible decision making. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's not much more to say. No. It seems like he's, you know, blaming her for everything. Oh, he totally is. But then says, yeah. I was the one who wanted the divorce. Um, one yeah. thing that was just like baffling to me is, so, you know, he tells his mom they're getting a divorce and he goes, I'm not going to be sad about having a baby. And I'm like, what does that have to do with like you being a shitty marriage partner? Right. Like those two things aren't. You were the one that expressed being sad about having a baby. Like from the but beginning. Like, what is, yeah. Like I'm leaving this relationship. Well, I'm not going to be implying, sad about having a baby. He's almost implying that Paige wanted to make him feel like shit for having a baby. Yeah. And it's, it's like, all... no, you were the one that heard you were having a baby and had a damn meltdown and said it was devastating. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck your revisionist history, Chris. I can't. I cannot. Um, which leads us to oh, our final couple that we saved for last because there is just so much here. Oh, my goodness. We have got to talk about Virginia and Eric, y'all. Things have rapidly disintegrated before our eyes. We open with a conversation in bed where actually if anyone is the most authentic in their post-morning shots, it's Virginia. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we're starting a conversation where we're getting into the dogs again. Um, we're getting into the dogs because Eric has judgment about her dog, Rocky, and his behavior and lack of training. This is clearly something that they have talked about before a million times. He's clearly constantly policing her dog. Um, so you can just see that she's like beside herself. Well, Eric takes disagreements about dog training to, unless you want to end this right now. Which I will, I will jump in and say, we have gotten on Eric for his like ultimatum-y declarative statements. Yeah. This week, oh, I mean, I I wrote down as many as I could, and I wish I would have taken a tally. Oh my god! But we, are, I mean, at least ten. Oh my god! You're at, right. I'm at looking least at your notes. ten different. So many a quote. More than ten times was unless you want to end this right now, I'm fucking done. If you don't like it, get out. I mean, so many. Like oh. the, he goes off this, this week. guy. I am. Now my suspicions are confirmed. Eric is controlling. And we have given him a lot of like understanding and accommodation over the course of the last, you know, month and a half of watching. Well, him. here's what we've had to deal with. Over the last month and a half, we've had like some really high drama yeah. in other relationships. And because they cover up their issues with saying I love you, yeah, we have kind of like been duped a little bit yeah and i think we it all came out this week yeah the true colors the tr were full shown. truth was shown so he goes from giving her dog training feedback which clearly she's exasperated by because this is something that keeps coming up that we haven't really seen yet well he admits he, he wants from, to train rocky like he's in the military right he goes from dog training feedback to suggesting ending the marriage so it's like he weaponizes this idea of leaving at any moment of disagreement 
where like she's being just even a little bit stubborn or digging her heels into her point. And what he does is not only does he weaponize leaving, but he makes sure that it's her who would be the one leaving so that she feels it's very manipulative. He'll go, well, if you want to go, you can go. If you want to leave this marriage, you can leave this marriage. And it's like, you're the one suggesting this doomsday shit. And then again, you're putting it on her. And when we are in this bed conversation, because the way that it happens is confusing because it starts as a month anniversary recap in front of the cameras. And no matter what he does, I've noticed whenever he's trying to say anything good about anything, he always stumbles into a critique of her. Yeah. And it happens within a sentence or two. But what comes out, so she she freaks out and we're a little bit confused because she starts getting really emotional. Uh, about we, the dog. Yeah, so we start with- We get emotional about the dog and the critique of Rocky. It comes up between them. And then when she says things like, because I think that he scares her when, she's, when he says stuff about her dog, she gets protective. Like, what? You, you can't get rid of my dog, you know? Yeah. And she has cats. And she, this has clearly been a big stressor because he obviously doesn't like her animals. So then she's like, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm drowning. She storms out of the apartment. And we're like, whoa, what is going on? Yeah. She has her moment out front with the dog. She's crying. She's like, I think I want to run. Producers are Producers out there. Producers are trying to caretake her. She comes back in and she says... I don't like pretending we're in a good place when we're not. And then she admits that they spent the whole last night fighting. Plot thickens. Plot fucking thickens. And it becomes very clear that Eric insisted that they act for camera like everything's good. And she cannot do that. Which makes so much sense because throughout these episodes, anytime he meets an expert or anytime he talks to friends, it's like, I'm good, I'm good, we're good, we're great, we're good. Yeah. And it's like, you will, will not fool us anymore, Eric. Yep. yep. And so then we find out that, like, they went out the night before and they got drunk. And we we get these, like, flashes of the overhead cam in the kitchen when they get back. So clearly his whole thing was she was gone for 40 minutes and he was concerned and he couldn't find her. Um, But she's like, I went to the bathroom and I went to, I don't know, but. Clearly, he was super drunk, and she didn't want to keep having this fight while he was that drunk, and he just wanted to keep, like, beating it with a dead horse. And what he always does is when he, when she gets frustrated when they're arguing, he's always trying to, like, turn everything into, um, he's trying to sound like a nice, a nice guy with, uh, like, a lot of relationship wisdom so like no matter what happens he always finds a way to passive aggressively uh like critique her where he'll go he'll go like well he says a lot you're just always putting up your walls babe he says a lot of you you gotta you gotta understand dot 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 you gotta understand you gotta understand that in and it's like come on dude like i know you're eight years older than her but please stop with the TED Talks. He suffocates her like he wants to control her. She does one thing he doesn't like or her dog does one thing he doesn't like. He starts critiquing her from that very like fatherly, uh, condescending tone that he's been doing with her from day one. Yeah. Then that exasperates her and makes her feel small. And then he then, when he, he switches, once she starts to defend herself, 
he switches into this soft voice and he gets passive and he goes like, I just want you to put your walls down. I just want you to let me in. I know you've never had anyone be there for you and I just want to be there for you. And then when he gets frustrated and that doesn't work, then he goes, you can leave. You can leave at any time. No one's forcing you to stay. It is a very disturbing cycle. Yeah. Well, so he is a manipulator. There were so many like insane conversations oh that I'm just trying to keep I know. track. I'm like, so how do I even so she, start? So she comes back inside. Mm-hmm. He's still in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he says, "I, I always get. I'm always the one who gets hurt. I'm always the <laughs> oh, one who yeah. gets hurt." And she has like a full on anxiety attack. Yeah, full on. Um, you can tell he's that like, he's been dangling this kind of shit over yeah, her every and, day. And he's like, what is so bad? Why is this so bad? Like, he, it's like, you just gave her like four ultimatums in a row. Oh, yeah. And, and then he's then, smirking, saying, then all of a sudden he's smiling, going, what is so bad? Yeah. What is, and then, <sighs> so then, like, yeah, she's having an anxiety attack, like, and she starts spiraling. She's going into all these different categories now that's like outside of this dog and relationship yeah. stuff. It's like work and stress and, you know, like, all these, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, he said, he always says he doesn't want to change her. But it's clear that she is the only one that is drastically changing. This is what's crazy. He's always making her feel like because of your age, because of your lack of experience, you don't know what marriage requires of you. You don't really get long-term relationships. So let me teach you. So he uses that as a way to basically anytime they bump into something about her that he that doesn't fit in his controlling image of what a marriage should look like, he critiques her and basically always frames it rather than maybe we have personality differences, rather than maybe you need different things and I need to learn how to be different for you too. It's always like, oh, oh, that little thing. Oh, that little thing. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um, I know you haven't been married before. We always go back to that. Yeah. And she, when she's freaking out and she's having a panic attack being like, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm drowning. And she's like, I don't know if it was to his face or if it was in an interview, but she's like, I, it becomes clear that this is the classic controlling, manipulative guy relationship thing. She's like, I'm not talking to my friends anymore. I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm just like barely, like I'm going to work and coming back. And like, it's still none of it's enough for him. And then he, and then for him to like give her a smirk and be like, but I love you and you know I just want to be there for you. I just, it's I'm disgusting. always going to be here for you. And then I'm, he does, they have another talk and he's like, you can come to me because, okay, so this is what bums me out is because she clearly got pushed over the edge and she did have a panic attack. Now, the focus is on her mental health and how she has anxiety issues. And I just feel like now she's, She's deciding that like, okay, that's something I can control because that's a me thing. So I want to focus on that um, and make this part of the conversation, which then, of course, he loves because he feels like, oh, you're my little broken bird again. And yeah, I'm just here for you. And he's like, you can come to me with absolutely anything. And I promise I will never judge you. I will blah, blah, blah. This is now when they're on the couch a different time. He's saying that. And of course, we're thinking like, 
you're a liar. Like you, she can't come to you with anything. You do judge her. You judge her constantly. And then he, then we start in with the dog shit again. And he's like, literally there's a moment I had to rewind and record it where we're talking shit on Rocky again because his dog Tex is perfect. And mind you, we keep referencing like the biting, the blah. Well, we end up finding out, I think in this talk that the biting is not real biting. It's joke. It's like, it's uh, when a dog's playing with you. Yeah. And like, it doesn't hurt anyone. And then she, then they start getting in this stupid argument about dogs. And she's like, well, it's not like Tex is perfect. He jumps on people when people walk in the door, like, and then he gets all defensive. It's ridiculous. And he go, he starts to talk like a dad and get super critical and condescending. And in a soft voice, he's like, I just feel like you don't make me feel like a father figure. Oh my gosh. I'm done. He turns everything into something about him and they're stuck in this horrible cycle and there's literally this moment where they're talking on the couch and then um Rocky's bed is next to the couch and he's starting to dig in his bed for one of his toys, I think. Yeah, just scratch. He's just playing scratch. around. He's being it's a dog. Being a freaking dog. And he goes as he's giving his like stupid rant he like at one point like points over to Rocky doing that as if that's somehow proof. And so then she looks at Rocky and she's like, oh, da 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 da. And then he goes, see, and the fact that you're looking at the dog right now when we're talking about us as a couple. Oh, he can't. I was like, you're insane. You just told her to look at the dog. And then she made a comment about her dog. And you're like, wow, I'm trying to talk about us right now. And you're talking about your dog. And then, and now you can just tell that like any time that like Rocky even like comes up and like gives, like licks her leg or like jumps up to see what's going on. If she even acknowledges that the dog did that with like, we do that all the time. You could be having a serious conversation. And if your dog comes and does something funny, you giggle for a second, it's a break in the moment, and then you go back. And he's like, every time now, it's a personal offense, it's some symbol of her checking out of their relationship, and then you can tell that she totally shuts down. He's he's all over the place oh in God. what he says this, because, in what he says this episode, because on the one hand, he has this pers- uh, he has this perspective of it's just a dog, and like right. he says that earlier, and that like triggers her. Yeah. But then multiple times he goes either in his interviews or to others, he's saying, "Oh yeah, you know our dog, our our dogs are like our children. Her dog, you know, Rocky is like her child." Yeah. So he's and I want to feel like a father to this child. Yeah, give me a <laughs> You're break. Like, make up your mind, Eric. What is it? Um, I mean, and then, I mean, so much of the language that he uses in these couch conversations Mm -hmm. is it boils my blood. Yeah. Some of the things that I, I caught, you know, if you don't like it, you're free to do whatever you want with your life. (laughs) There's certain things that you have to understand about marriage. I've been in enough relationships to know, know, but you're on this show, dude. Like, Like, give me a break. 
you know, and then. But you came on the show and then said, if you have a single complaint about the way my life already is before you came in it, well, then you can just leave. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you need to be willing to change and do the work to be in a relationship with me. But if you don't like anything about my schedule or my condo or the way that I want to blah, 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 you can leave. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> what is two it, things, Eric? you know, her, the conversation that she had with um, her girlfriends where they were talking about mental health yeah. and anxiety. I think it's cool that like that was something that they openly talked about yeah. and it was like portrayed on TV because, yeah. you know, like that needs it's real and it needs to be talked about more. And I'm happy for her that she is like wants to address her anxiety and go to therapy. But I do not, for her sake, want her to be dealing with her anxiety as a way to fix herself for Eric. Yeah. Like it doesn't, she can have anxiety, but it, she can also have it's not a the husband problem of their marriage. who's being an asshole. Yeah. And those two things like. Which are, he had the audacity to tell her that she had been an asshole all day. Yeah, to like when the cameras were there, yeah, when she was. had her meltdown. Yeah, but I agree, and I'm. I, let's go further with that. Like, never mind the fact that sometimes severe anxiety, like an onset of severe anxiety, is actually like your fucking nervous system trying to tell you that this person is, is not, not safe, right. Not, like, this yeah. is not safe. Yeah. And of course, that's like very confusing because we can also like carry so many things from like the past and associations and you have to sift through it to figure out like what's a message from my nervous system for this moment and what's a message to my nervous system from the past that's getting triggered and it shouldn't be. But I feel like this is the perfect example of like all of her instincts. I think she keeps pushing them down through this whole time because she has bought his messaging a bit. Like, you're right. You have been married before. You are older than me. Um, you have been in more long-term relationships than me. And I've opened up to you about some of my baggage from my past and how that has made relationships harder for me. So I think that she has bought into a lot of it in the beginning and been like, you know what? I will... Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right about these boundaries I need to have, which we all agreed in the beginning. Like, okay, yeah, maybe she parties a little too much, blah, blah, blah. But over the course of time, you can see that like she, she, in her mind, she's like, I'm giving up everything to try and be this perfect version of a person for you. And it's still not enough. And you're constantly looking for little things that are wrong with me. And the confusing thing is, and is you that don't own anything. He doesn't, he doesn't understand how to deal. He doesn't has no idea how to deal with like her mental health, like anxiety spiraling when she gets in these situations. And he just, he gives her so many ultimatums and then just follows it up with like, I'll always be here. Yeah. I, I love you. You know, and it's like, it's we like, don't, we're not don't. buying it. Your we're actions not. don't show that. Yeah, exactly. Like you sit there and you judge everything she says she's feeling and say it's incorrect. I did. I did critical. like that in the little guys talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought it was heinous that he compared her to her dog, Rocky. Oh my God. He was God. like, yeah, you know, they're both like, they're just, basically the same. They're, they're just, just all over the place. Crazy. And I thought that everyone pushed back. Oh, fuck yourself. All the guys pushed back on. Oh, they all did. Yeah. It was great. Eric, Eric was trying to like compare his situation to like other situations. And they were kind of like, no, like you got to chill a little bit, dude. Like give her some, give Choose her some space. Battles. Choose your battles. Like this dog means a lot to her. And yeah. He's like, see, look, we're the same, right? And they're like, nah, not, not really. Not really. Oh, and something that really irked me 
especially because he decided to say that she's the exact same as her unruly dog. He's constantly talking about the dog's manners. You know, just manners, just manners. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear you say manners one more time because I feel like it's code for you don't think that Virginia has manners. And like, fuck your manners. Like, manners don't matter if you're freaking gaslighting and manipulating your partner every week. Like, that, I care more about that than if she... I just, I don't, I don't buy any of it anymore. Now I'm like, I'm so off your team, Eric. Like, I don't even care. I have worked so hard to constantly empathize with where he could be coming from. And now I just, I see this being like, I think this is a very toxic situation. And I'm really sad for her that she has to go this through this for another month. He is insurrectioning insurrectioning her mind and soul he's totally insurrecting her mind he's i hate leading it insurrection of her <laughs> and he must be stopped it's so true um i mean it's like i have so many it's it's all the same though like i'm like looking through to have yeah. anything else big it's like no, no i was just screaming all, the a, whole time because it was just more of the same pattern of ridiculousness yeah really sad so Oh boy, we have been set up for a big week next week, which I'm so excited for. So it's kind of nice. Our pod's a little shorter this week because I feel like it was like half the couples was just confirming what we already knew about them. Yeah. You know, um, nothing majorly new. And then we had some big stuff that has is going to get reckoned with next week, I think, with our few couples that had some big stuff speaking of big stuff uh-huh. there is a big shakeup in the power rankings this week oh we're done with the tears the tears did not test well and our <laughs> test uh control our groups polling. our polling did not go well with the tears so the tears have been dismantled you won't hear any more tears mm-hmm. so thank you everyone but <laughs> our power rankings, rankings um kind of like Fifth slash eliminated, um, Chris and Paige. Obviously, yeah, that obviously. relationship is over. Right. Uh, coming in at number four, we have Jacob and Haley. Okay. Not it, just for the fact of what we kind of learned on the unfiltered that she's not really there when it's shooting, and I just I don't see a way forward with them. Hmm. Okay. Number three, I have Virginia and Eric. They they've lo- been knocked down. They've huh? been knocked down, and I don't care if they say they love each other. Yeah, uh, we've seen some concerning things. I have to put someone at number two, even though I don't want to, and it's going to be Clara and Ryan. Obviously, they have a lot of issues that need to be fixed and yeah. worked on sexually, intimately. Um, it's like two feels too. It feels too good high for them. I know, but you know what? Since the tears are gone, someone's got to be in the two spot. And I think that they're genuinely good people, and I think that they can work this out. Okay. And so obviously— you still— Okay, let's—I'm just going to push you a little bit. Okay. You still think Virginia and Eric— Yeah, you're probably right. Are still higher than Jacob and Haley? Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Jacob and Haley at least had, like, less drama and more fun this week. Yeah, but, I guess but we're going on a scale. Yeah. Like there has yeah, been no the real, there have been no real improvements. Yeah, and we had to move some things around. Yeah, okay. And potentially, 
Eric and Virginia could free fall even further yeah. next week. But for right now, we're just moving them down a spot. Okay. Number one, obviously, Brianna and Vincent. And I'm going to go on a limb and stay, say MVPs. that they stay locked in that yeah, spot locked. for the rest of the year. They're popped and locked. Any closing thoughts? <sighs> no, I guess not. Well, <laughs> no major, like, enlightening. I mean, this was like, oh, God, I have nothing to say. Sorry. That's all right. I think I'm very excited next week for, um, I really enjoy the one-on-ones with the experts versus the couples with the experts because I think that we get to get some mm. information. They get to be more open. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to, um, for entertainment's sake, Pastor Cal grilling Chris. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm looking forward to all the one-on-ones that each couple will get with their or each individual will get with an expert. Yeah. And so I think Clara and Ryan and Virginia and Eric are two couples that like need that the most in terms of the most could change out of meetings like that. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like have the most potential for like explosive plummets or rises. Yeah, we are about three weeks of real time to decision day. So we're going to see how it pans out. And I would like to just put this out there. We are in the process of figuring out what we would like to recap next. Um, We're considering Married at First Sight's new show, Unmatchables. But then we also have Netflix, The Circle coming out as well as Too Hot to Handle. So we are still trying to decide, but if you have any opinions or desires and what you would like to line up with your reality TV viewing next to be supplemented with our thoughts, um, please let us know. Hit us up on the Till Death Do Us recap Instagram. Yep. And we will be talking to you next week. Yes, we will. All right. Signing off.